Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. Welcome into episode number 10 of the Talking the Line podcast. Hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Monday of bets. And before we dive deep into today's action, we ask that you would smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the Talking the Line podcast on. If you would be so kind as to also leave us a review, we certainly do appreciate those five stars. And last but not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you can locate all of the crew's content so you can consume it whenever and however you please. I am your humble host, Colton Colt45 Soroka, and as per usual, it is my honor to introduce the man joining me on every episode and the co-host of the Talking the Line podcast, a young man who holds a bachelor's degree from the Harvard of the Midwest, the Illinois State University, so you know anything that comes out of his mouth is 100% fact, true, correct, A young man that has been in the lab, deep grinding, researching, developing the Talk in the Line platform with me to make it bigger and better for all of you, and a man that is more juiced up than a young boy on Christmas for the NCAA March Madness Tournament to tip off this Thursday. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Riley R. Mags, Magnuson, partner, how you doing over there today, pal? I'm out of out of my mind with incitement, excitement, man. I'm feeling so good. Hey, incitement. That's our incitement, word. excitement. You're, you're that's so, how excited you're I so am. You're so excited. Man. You got you're filled with insights yeah. and excitement. Exactly. <laughs> I'm through the roof, man. I don't know about you. I know you are. I don't even know why I said that. Man, I know you are. You don't even have to ask me. I've been doing March Madness since I was 12 years old, filling out brackets in the fifth grade. Now, son. It has come upon us, ladies and gentlemen. It, it has been here. a long year. If it year. is even close to as good as this past weekend's been. Oh, my goodness. I, I would say Thursday through Sunday, just unbelievable, unbelievable action. Unbelievable action. And I'll tell you something. My mother and my grandmother, who have never enjoyed college basketball in their entire life, we started this journey. I said, hey, you should check out some of these games coming on. There. I don't know. I'm not, we're not too into it. 
they've texted me multiple times this past weekend saying, how do you do this every single day? This stuff is absolutely amazing. It's not for the faint of heart. Oh, it is not for the faint of heart. heart. Uh, You better have a defibrillator on hand if you're going to be watching any of these college games. If that is not a foreshadowing for what is some of the content in this podcast is going to be, I don't know what else, and we will definitely be bringing that to you. The Talking the Line crew... How'd we do this weekend? Had a pretty doggone good weekend, my friend. We, we did. We didn't do too bad. We had a great Friday, great Saturday. Sunday, Sunday uh, yeah, we're recording this on Sunday night. I think, I don't know about you, but I'm still waiting on a few things. Waiting on a few to cash. We got that DK special, DraftKings special for the Bulls. Oh, yeah. Hopefully that cashes when you guys are hearing this. <laughs> we can all jump up and woohoo that the Bulls got the win. Yeah, for those who uh, obviously were not involved in this conversation, after the Bulls to back-to-back to kick off uh, the all-star mm-hmm. break i declared that i'm staying away not touching the bulls yeah. i wake up today i find out they're playing the raptors without right. pascal siakam fred mm-hmm. van fleet og Anobi. so mm-hmm. i said god damn it i gotta bet the bulls again and then he convinced me to come and bet them with him again too so and here so we are two we're recording goobers. this right as they're about tipping off so we'll see what happens ladies and gentlemen but without further ado um we had a pretty interesting weekend of not only college basketball, but a little bit of NBA, a little bit of the Players' Championship. Mm-hmm. Congrats to JT, Justin JT, plus Thomas. 1,800. Plus 1,800. Coming I, into the tournament. I mean, his drive on 18 was absolutely incredible. Right up the left side along the water. Uh, you just... Yeah. Yeah, we were watching alongside some games. Nobody really wanted to, you know, jump out of the pack. Lee Westwood was falling back. Heartbreaking that he goes back-to-back weeks taking a uh, second-place finish. Yeah, you hate to see Uh, that. And then, you know, like you said, JT, only one that really seemed to want to win. So Yeah, I would have to agree with you. He just turned it on. He was parring, playing par golf all day, and then he just stayed consistent, Uh stayed in it. Bam, he started smacking the ball. And then evidence when your golf game is on and you're playing the right thing and the golf gods are on your side is that drive on 18, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, he right to left that son of a gun and put it two feet from that water and let it roll 64 yards after carry. I mean, that's that's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, Great college basketball. As you said just a little bit ago, if the March Madness tournament is anything that this past weekend has been, we had Illinois, Ohio State going to overtime for the Big Ten championship. We needed some oxygen watching Alabama LSU. For those of of you who have not been following the newsletter, uh, I think it was back in January. We, uh, you know, for the newsletter when we were Monday through Friday, we did Future Fridays. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we had Alabama to win uh, win the conference tournament. Yes, oh, we I did. I can't remember the exact odds right now. It was either three fifty or four fifty. Four fifty, I believe. Somewhere in between. Twenty dollars got you one one thirteen. So, so that was pretty nice. Not too. So bad yeah, at over all. plus four hundred for sure. Yeah. So we were sweating that one. We sweat that one. Definitely for sure. sweat that one out. Uh, really excited to see Oklahoma State. We'll definitely talk about them later on in the podcast. Uh, they had a really heartbreaking loss to Shaka Smart's Texan, mm-hmm. or Texas Longhorns. I almost said Texans. Texas Longhorns. Eight-point loss, I believe it ended up being. Yeah, I can't remember and, the and, exact finish. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was a great matchup. Kate Cunningham did everything that he could. He's the man. Yeah, He's he my is. favorite player to watch, aside he from uh, you know maybe a couple guys in Illinois. Mm. But. Yeah, but there will be some absolutely excellent matchups. And you know that the Talking the yep. Line crew is already going to be bringing a full segment to you today to give you some foreshadowing. And then Wednesday, we are really going to be giving you some good stuff. You better believe it. So um, without 
any hesitation. Let's jump right into it. Any elimination. We're going to have a little bit of a get right to it episode for you today, folks, and we're not going to waste any time. It is already that time of the podcast for everybody's favorite segment. It is Talking the Lines favorite plays of the day. Now, we are a little bit upset. We don't have any college basketball to bet on today, and we were just getting hot. We were just getting our steam underneath us and starting to really cash some tickets on that area. As a matter of fact, at the time of this recording, and with all of my tickets being cashed, I ended up going 376 and 367 and 3, up 44.68 units in college basketball this season. Okay. So if you want to bet college basketball next time around, we got a whole year. You better come on and bet with your boy Colt because up 44 units, the proof's in the pudding pudding there, man. So, you know, kind of a bummer. We're not going to have that, but you better believe we dove deep into the NBA slates and the NHL slates today, and we're bringing you nothing but stone cold locks. For the NBA slate, we got four locks coming at you, and as per usual, I'm going to Throw it on up in the air and let my partner dunk this one home as a little bit of a foreshadowing. Who are we taking for our first lock out of the NBA slate, my friend? All right, our first lock. Uh, this is probably my favorite play that we've got on the entire board. I don't know about you. I agree. Uh, but we've got the Hornets minus two and a half at home versus the Sacramento Kings. Hornets are 20, 16, and 1 ATS on the entire season. <clears throat> Hornets are 6-1 ATS in their last seven versus the team with a losing record. The Kings are 16-22 ATS in the entire season. Uh, the Kings are 6-16 ATS after a straight-up loss. Uh, that's one of the worst in the NBA. Uh, they are 0-7 their last seven ATS, 0-7 ATS their last seven games playing on one-day rest. Mm. Uh, they are 1-7 ATS in their last eight games as an underdog. They are 1-6 ATS uh, over their last seven versus a team with a winning record. And the Hornets are 4-0 ATS uh, in the last four matchups with these Kings. I'm all We are all over the Hornets minus 2.5. Just, uh, you know, took care of business the other night against the uh, the Raptors. Mm. So I'm feeling good about this matchup. Should be a lot of points. Uh, I know it looked like the over was 240 or something that, like that. A little right. too high, a little too sketchy there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know about you, but I really like these Hornets minus the two and a half there. Yeah, you know... The Kings haven't been profitable in the underdog spot this season. Right. You got to stay away from them. In general, they haven't been a very profitable team. Covering three times in their last 10 games. The last time they covered was on March 11th. Before that, March 14th. And then before that, you got to go all the way back to February 26th. Right. Against some of the bad teams, they take care of business. But the Hornets are uh, the better team in this matchup. Absolutely. And really, to drive it home, the last four meetings between these teams the Kings are 0-4 ATS. Right. So, like you're saying, the Hornets are the hotter team right now. The Kings are up and down all over the map. We love the Hornets, especially only covering on this very short spread. We will definitely lay the bucket yeah. in half. Hornets have been uh, one of my favorite under-the-radar teams. They don't get a ton of love ATS. So LaMelo's starting to... Uh Right, starting to right. starting to look good. Starting, starting to do to some good. crazy he's stuff. To, you know, he's start like you said, starting to look good. The team's starting to uh, mesh together. 
top to bottom, I would say. They got a lot of solid pieces. One, one really key stat that I saw, they're, they're pretty evenly matched offensively, uh, but Sacramento's defense, terrible. And one thing that I really saw within that is that Charlotte is sixth in the league, shooting 38.5% from behind the arc, and Sacramento is damn near last in the league at defending the three, allowing 39.8% or 39.6% good for 30th in the league. Mm. So I think uh, the Charlotte Hornets have a field day from behind the yeah. arc today, and it will absolutely be a slaughtering. I think Gladly so too. lay that two and a half. For sure. What, what do you got for our second one here? For our second one, we are headed on over to sunny Phoenix, Arizona, where the Grizzlies are taking on the Phoenix Suns on their home court. This uh, game's tipping off at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. The Grizzlies are actually coming off of a 128-122 loss yesterday to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Choked in the fourth they quarter. They choked in the fourth quarter. They had been looking absolutely terrific before the that they were three and two straight up five and oh ats in their last five games now obviously at a loss at a loss with uh, yesterday's loss to okc but they had been absolutely tearing it up again playing well they uh, yeah, yeah sorry to cut you off no two of those losses in their last five are one point losses to the bucks and the nuggets yeah you know the Grizzlies, as a stat on covers, right, 5-0 and ATS in their last five overall before losing that. Like I said, they were getting hot, and they, I mean, they were playing absolutely excellent. They had that close nail-biter of a game, 103-102 to mm-hmm. Denver, looking absolutely terrific. And, you know, they're also 4-1 and one in their last five games as a dog. They've been rather profitable in the underdog spot this season, and I love them getting way more than mm-hmm. two three balls. You give me seven points. And one other key thing that I really saw here too is that Phoenix thwomped them in the last matchup, if thwomped is even a word, on February 20th, 128 to 97. So I feel some big revenge coming out of uh, Memphis. Jabba Rant didn't play well in that game. He knows it. He had mm-hmm. 12 points. And then you look at the matchup just before that on January 18th, Memphis wins 108-104. Right. I think this is definitely uh, much closer to a, a few few score game and not all these points that the Suns are getting. And actually, if you do a little bit more deeper research, you see that the Grizzlies are 4-1 ATS in the last five meetings between these two teams. Okay. Not too shabby, huh? No, Either. not too shabby at all. I'm all over it with you. Um, yeah, like you said, that last matchup where they smoked them, I think that's just an outlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm all over it with you. Too many points for me. Too many points. I think they're just putting too much on Phoenix defense to shut down the Grizzlies again. And I don't think the Grizzlies are going to allow that to happen. They're playing mm-hmm. too hot. 20 and 14 straight up, or ATS on the season overall. I love it. Let's keep it rolling. What do we got for the third lock out of the NBA slate today, partner. Third lock, we are rocking with the Denver Nuggets over the Indiana Pacers. Nuggets are uh, Nuggets are a five-point favorite as we are recording this right now. I think that line's going to come down a little bit. A lot of a uh, lot of public bets coming in on the Nets. Four and a half, yeah. Or excuse me, on the Nuggets. On, um, or no, yeah. I said that wrong, didn't I? Uh, coming in on the Pacers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. You're, okay. <laughs> You're all good. <laughs> uh, Nuggets are 5-1 and one straight up in their last six, 4-2 ATS over those last six games. Pacers are 2-6 and six straight up last eight games, 1-7 ATS during that stretch. Uh, Pacers are 6-10 and 10 ATS following a win this season. They are 5-9 and nine ATS as an underdog. Uh, 
and within that stretch, that is one and nine over their last ten as an underdog. Started off four and zero as a dog. ATS one and nine cents. Uh, one and eight ATS over their last nine versus teams with winning record. Uh, obviously, that's you know a lot mm. of those same games as a dog, but. Right. Regardless, yeah, uh, Pacers it. are not playing well at all right now. Mm-hmm. Um, surprised the Suns the other night and got a win, but uh, I think that's just another outlier. So absolutely, you, you look three and seven straight up and two and eight ATS over their last ten are the Pacers. They are in a slump and a half. Yeah, they, they had a good game. All right, sure, but Denver coming off of a rebound after a terrible loss to Dallas, where they yeah, had that was on the second night of a backup back to back. Yeah, uh, got another day of rest here, so they'll be ready to rock and roll. We love them at the minus five, especially if it drops down, maybe minus four and a half, yeah. minus four. Definitely love that. They've just been a better team. Uh, they beat them by ten. I don't know how long ago that was. I know it was in the last within the last couple of weeks on March fourth, March fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, last ten days, beat them by ten points mm-hmm. uh i believe that was in indiana if i'm not wrong yeah uh, and you know we got him in denver tonight another key key thing i'm really seeing here is that offensively and defensively denver is just the better team offensively denver is actually shooting fourth and fifth best in the league with field goal percentage and three-point field goal percentage respectively shooting 48 and a half field goal and 38.6 three-point flip side on indiana defense they're 19th and 26th in the league in defending the two-point and the three-point shot respectively averaging 46.9 and 38.0 percent per game I absolutely love the Nuggets to light up the scoreboard tonight after just a terrible loss. You know, I feel like the old Joker's going to come out a blazing. Mm -hmm. I feel like Mr. Murray's going to come out a blazing. I think in Denver, I think they're going to put up 120 plus. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, tough, uh, tough traveling to Denver sometimes and uh, playing at mile high. Most definitely. I, I I don't think Indiana puts up over 110. They'll probably cruise to a double digit victory don't want to put too much on them but we love them in this spot if you couldn't tell and for our last lock of the nba slate on this beautiful monday march 15th 2021 cooking right along through the month of march boys and girls we are headed on over to the aforementioned Dallas Mavericks. However, we're taking the opposing side in this matchup. We're rolling with the Los Angeles Clippers minus one and a half against the Dallas Mavericks. This game is going to be played in Dallas and it is set to tip off at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, the Clippers are 25 and 14 straight up, 21 and 18 ATS compared to Dallas 20 and 17 straight up, 17 and 20 ATS on the season. Another key thing I'm looking at is the home road splits. Clippers are 12 and 8, 11 and 9 straight up ATS on the road, whereas Dallas is 10 and 8 straight up, but 7 and 11 ATS, especially on these bucket spreads. I love when those splits are like that in these uh, comparable situations. You look at the last five games, and the Clips have been in a little bit of a slump. They did have a huge turnaround victory. On uh, March the 11th, they won 130-104 to Golden State. 
Golden State played awful in that matchup, and I think it's just what the Clips needed to turn around, especially against a, a team in the Mavericks that one night Luka will have a triple-double and the rest of the team ain't going to do nothing to help him. The Mavs in this matchup are actually pretty bad perennially. The Clippers are 8-3 ATS in the last 11 meetings, and they're 5-1 ATS in the last six meetings in Dallas overall, partner. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm all over it with you. I think the Clippers just needed a nice little break going into the all-star break, stumbling into it, three straight losses. Like you said, absolutely scorched the Warriors uh, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, you nailed it. I'm going to be yeah. honest. I think you nailed it. And one final couple quick stats. The Mavs are 1-5 ATS in their last six Monday games. They're okay. not great kicking off the week against ATS. Come out very lackadaisical. And the Clippers, oh no, they're playing back-to-back games. They're on. They're not going to do great against Golden State. Or uh, they're playing back-to-back games as of the time of this recording on Sunday. I'm not worried about it. They're 6-0 and ATS in their last six games after playing on zero days rest. Sign us up for the Clippers at minus one and a half and one more time ladies and gentlemen with the talking the line favorite plays of the day for today's nba slate we are rolling with the charlotte hornets minus two and a half memphis grizzlies plus seven denver nuggets minus five and the los angeles clippers at minus one and a half or whatever the currently best line you can find all of those at and moving right along without any hesitation ladies and gentlemen we told you it is light speed today nothing but locks because we want to give you some good look ahead onto this upcoming ncaa tournament i'm kicking it back over to my partner to give you the first lock out of the nhl slate for this monday march 15th what do we got all right i'm all over this one this is one of my favorite hockey plays in a while big time we've got the winnipeg jets money line at home uh, currently, as we're recording, as the underdog to the Montreal Canadiens, uh, the Jets are nine four and one at home. The Canadians are seven three and six on the road. Uh, the Jets are four and one in their last five games versus Montreal. The Jets are eight two and one over their last game eleven games uh, overall, straight up. Uh, and the Can- Canadians are three four and five over their last twelve. Um, so don't bet against them uh, on their regulation time. No, definitely not because they take you to overtime. Mm-hmm. But uh, three, and you know, if we're not counting uh, the overtime points, whatever, that's three and nine mm. uh, as far as you know money line losses. So okay, we are all over the Jets. Uh, like I said, solid at home. Canadians been a little shaky on the road here and there. They'll get you a point, but that's not. Uh, that doesn't do anything here for betting purposes, does no. it? And as of as of lately, the last five meetings, the Canadians are one and four straight up. Mm-hmm. The underdog in this matchup is four and one straight up. Mm-hmm. And overall, this is typically a split between the Habs and the Jets. And when there is a dead even split in the last ten matchups over the last four years i love to side with the dog especially at a very short line like this plus 100 might flip on over to i was gonna say minus maybe go minus 110 minus, minus 105 10. we'll see what happens but i would definitely definitely lock in the jets in this position that's why the line is so short on this one because the habs have just been really confusing the canadians as a team. at home it might be a different they're, story they're really but... confusing as a team they're three and seven straight up in their last 10 man and then you look at the jets and the jets are 
are seven, seven and three in their last 10. I mean, it's opposing. It's one good team that's hot right now that's getting hot, that wants to keep getting hot, that's won three out of their last five. Give us the Jets. Mm -hmm. Jets money line all the way. And if you're looking for a little bounce back action, Canadians, that one one win that they did have was in the most recent matchup. Absolutely stomped them. Mm -hmm. Seven to one. Yep. But... I'm thinking the Jets bounce back against them. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's too much of an ass kicking not to want to come yeah, back. The Jets off. are three and one against them this season, and they've beat them twice in overtime. Beat them by three the other time. Give it to me, man. I was gonna say maybe don't take the Jets uh, regulation line. Yeah, maybe don't do that. Take the Canadians up. go to overtime. But hey, if it's plus one hundred plus or minus one ten, I'm all over the Jets. Absolutely, lock it in, ladies and gentlemen. And for the second lock out of the NHL slate on this Monday, March 15th. We are taking the Edmonton Oilers versus the Calgary Flames. Now, this bad boy is a little bit of a toss-up. You better believe it. But we are looking at the offense side of the puck for both teams with Edmonton ranking 7th, 4th, and 8th in the league in goals, shots, and power play percent respectively, and Calgary ranking 24th, 16th, and 15th in goals, shots, and power play percentage, respectively. Obviously, the better offensive team coming into this matchup is going to be Edmonton. They are pretty ranked evenly on the defensive side of the puck, so I'm not even going to worry about mentioning that. However, the Oilers are 4-1 and one in their last five overall, in their 9-1 in their last 10 versus a team with a losing record. Calgary has been a little up and down lately. They're 1-5 and five and straight up in their last six following a win as evidence of that shakiness. They really typically don't get the job done all that often against the Oilers. As per evidence in the last five meetings, Edmonton is four and one Mm. straight up. Edmonton is on a little bit of a heater. They are four and one in their last five coming off of a brutal victory last Saturday on the 13th of Vancouver, two to one. And Calgary thinks they're hot shit after winning three to one and two to one against Montreal. But as we said, the Habs are just not the Habs in our last pick. So we are in love. We think that Edmonton, little blip against Vancouver, couldn't get the puck in the net. It just wasn't what they usually have been playing like. And they are in a bounce back spot to keep this win streak rocking and rolling with seven and three. Well, now six and four in their last 10 overall compared to calgary being only five and five in their last yep. 10 overall the thing that i love the most in this one oilers have been a better team on the road than at home eight and four on the road solid solid team one of the better teams mm-hmm. in the nhl on the road only 10 and eight at home uh so if you're going eight and four on the road um, i'm all over that mm-hmm I could not agree with you more in this position. I love Edmonton to keep the streak rolling against Calgary this season as they've already beat them three out of four matchups. Another team, just like we said in the last lock, another team that is traditionally really good in these matchups. They beat Calgary 3-2, 7-1, 2-1, and then only lost 6-4. That loss is an outlier. Give us Edmonton to keep the streak rolling yep. against Calgary this season, which yep. just seems to they have the right formula for them. Yeah, definitely. So one more time for the NHL locks of the day. We are taking the Winnipeg Jets against the Montreal Canadiens. 
and the Edmonton Oilers money line against the Calgary Flames. Whatever the best line is, you can find on those, but lock in the Jets money line and the Edmonton Oilers money line and get ready to cash some tickets. Hey, you know sports betting is pretty damn cool, right? You know what's even cooler? Sitting on your ass, never missing a second of the action, and getting delivered groceries right to your front door within an hour of when you click an app on your phone. How damn cool does that sound, my friend? Sounds pretty damn cool. You think you think it's possible? You think I'm lying to you? I think you're lying to me. Well, I ain't lying to you because our partners over at Instacart do this exact thing, pal. They take the pain out of going to the grocery store and your everyday essential store, and they allow you to sit at home and order your favorite items from a personalized list in as little as an hour, and they will put it at your front door. Now, Instacart gives you a personalized shopper who goes down and up and down and up and down every single aisle to find your favorite items. And if your favorite items aren't in that damn store, you want to know what they do. They ask you, hey, we found this. Would you be okay if we replace it? And you can approve it or you can decline it. And if that is the case, that means no more rock hard avocados, no more stale bread and mags. You ain't going to have no cracked eggs when them bad boys show up at your door. How about that melted ice cream? Not a chance because it's temperature controlled all the way onto your doorstep. And you say, boys, why are you telling us about this? Well, because our partners at Instacart are giving you the deal of a lifetime. Usually these things cost outrageous amounts for delivery. Now, if you go on and create an account, you are going to get free delivery on your first order over $35. Now, don't just go on all willy-nilly, all right? Head on over to this episode's description. You'll see right at the bottom of it, Talking the Line Instacart link. Smash that bad boy and make yourself a paid account. However, it's not expensive. It saves you money in the long run if you read actually what they tell you. Your time is valuable, man. Your time's valuable. Sit on the couch, order some stuff, And then have it delivered to you so you don't have to miss any of your bets and you can keep placing bets while someone else is shopping for you. Now go ahead, smash that link, create a paid account, and get free delivery on your first order over $35 and have that bad boy delivered to you in as little as an hour. Instacart, your new favorite way to shop. And rolling right along, ladies and gentlemen, with the 10th episode of the Talk in the Line podcast, I cannot believe that we have made it here, Mr. Magnuson. Where where has the time flown? Flown, flying, flied, gone? It's, uh, it doesn't matter. March is here. That's March all is I care here. about, man. I mean, we are rocking and rolling through March, rocking and rolling into uh, the Talk in the Line podcast. Thank you guys again so much for subscribing for listening for following along for hammering in our bets and going to war with the sports books every damn day right alongside me and mags we wanted to give you for the first segment a nice two for parlay that's guaranteed to cash and that is guaranteed to load your wallet with some cold hard cash on this beautiful beautiful monday of bets now mr magnuson 
we decided that we're going to do a little NBA and NHL two-way parlay. Mm-hmm. Pretty close to even money. Pretty close, Pretty to, close even to even money. money. Are we still negative odds? Uh, as of right now, it's like 105. Plus 105? Minus 105. Minus 105. Minus 105. So not, uh, not bad at all. I don't mind that one bit. The first leg of the TTL Monday 2 for parlay is going to be the Nets money line against the Knicks. Now, you might say, boys, the Knicks are starting to kind of heat up. What the heck are you talking about? Nah, 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 nah. The, the Nets are way too ready for this matchup today, I will tell you that. Another interesting key I'm looking at is the home road splits. The Knicks are 9-12 and 12 straight up on the road, and the Nets are 15-6 and six straight up on the road. Won't really give you ATS because that doesn't matter a hot damn, but the Knicks are six and four straight up in their last 10, and the Nets are nine and one straight up in their last 10. The Nets have been just laying it on teams lately. They're so good, man. They're finally getting it together. They have the addition of Blake Griffin, whatever that means. I don't think he's playing in this one yet, but still. But Brooklyn holds the number one scoring offense the number one offense in field goal percentage, the number two offense in three-point field goal percentage, the number seven offense in free throws, and the number 15 offense in rebounds per game. They are ridiculous. Yeah, their offense is legit. Uh, James Harden, Kyrie, they're they're playing as about as well as you can play. Uh, no, Kate, I don't think Katie's going to be back for this one, but it doesn't even matter. Uh, those two guys have been incredible. Uh, like you said, fifteen and six at home compared to nine and twelve on the road. Uh, maybe this rivalry starting to heat back up a little bit too. It might give be. the Nets uh, not uh, you know not going to overlook them. Now, Knicks are uh, Knicks are in the playoffs as we speak right now, now. Exactly, and with that, do not expect zero sweat on this one. I mean, the Knicks are five and one ATS in the last six in Brooklyn, and four and one ATS in the, in the last five between these mm-hmm. teams. But we love Brooklyn to get the outright right. win. Spreads a little, you Spreads know. Spreads a little too much. A little they, dicey. They, I think it's minus seven New, and a half right now. Yeah, the way New York's been playing, I'm going to stay away from that spread. But I love Brooklyn to get yep. the outright, Bro- outright, outright. win. Brooklyn, outright uh, win. Brooklyn won the first matchup this year by seven. 116-109. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. And for the second leg of the uh, Talking the Line Monday, two for parlay, we are taking the Washington Capitals against the Buffalo Sabres. The Buffalo Sabres have been brutal to watch on ice this year. So, oh, news came out the other day. Jack Eichel is going to be out for the foreseeable future. Damn. Even without that. I think they had probably overtaken Winnipeg as the worst, hands down, worst team in the league. Worst team in the league. Um, they are two nine and two at home this season. Caps are nine three one and one on the road. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Sa- this money line isn't higher. If oh I'm being man, honest. the Sabers are six sixteen two and two straight up on the season. I mean that's that that's just brutal. And then you got a Caps team coming in that's starting to heat up. They've won their last four matchups straight up after a little bit of a shaky start where they'd go four in a row, two, three losses. Four. Now they're four in a row, one loss, four in a row, one loss. So love them to get this huge matchup over a struggling, struggling Buffalo team. The Caps are 20-8 and eight in the last 28 meetings between these two hockey clubs, mm-hmm. and they are 37 17 
Actually, they are not the favorite in this matchup is 37 and 17 in the last 54 meetings overall. But, uh, you know, I'm going to feel pretty confident. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'm going to say pretty confidently that the Capitals are probably the favorite uh, 90, if not almost 100% of those games. Buffalo has won three out of the last 10 matchups dating back to December 15th of 2018 between these two teams. And in one of those matchups, Washington was a plus 103 underdog. So not very long underdog yeah. at all. If, uh, if, that one, if that one biffs it, we might have to take a nice long break from the NHL yeah. if I do say so myself. Yeah. We're trying to really cap these bad boys and really try and get some value on NBA and NHL with uh, NCAA basketball starting to come to a close mm-hmm. now. But as far as to today's uh, Monday two for parlay goes one more time. The first leg is going to be the Nets money line against the Knicks and the Washington Capitals money line against the Sabres. Put those two boys together, hammer them in, lock them in, put a few units down on those and get ready to cash that bad boy all day long. And for the final segment of the 10th episode of the Talking the Line podcast. We are going to do a quick deep dive, as quick as a deep dive can be. It might be the remainder of this I'm podcast. Because f- we are at the big dance, ladies and gentlemen. It is the NCAA March Madness Tournament. It is a f- officially, officially upon us. I am so juice, partner. How you feeling over there I'm about this, I'm feeling great, man. man. I'm looking at, they, they, we've got some lines out already. I'm juiced for the first four games on Thursday. The fact, the fact that they were so gracious enough at the old FanDuel Sportsbook to already put out lines mm-hmm. for us degenerates to get some uh, ideas going on here. I am so happy about that. I can't even lie to you. Yeah, same here. I'm, I'm, I'm already looking through it right now. We got some you know, some nice big spreads. We got some close spreads. We got some juicy action on Thursday, like I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drake, Wichita State, UCLA, Michigan Yeah, State. so let's let's run through the, yeah. uh, not just to start spewing them out. How about uh, first three or first four games are going to be on Thursday, this upcoming Thursday, the 18th. And as a quick reminder, before we hop into these bad boys, you have until then to come and join the Talking the Line March Madness Tournament Challenge. It is cheap as shit to enter if you you're going to put $10 on a spread, you might as well put $10 here because we're doing a 50-50 pot. Half of that money is going to go into a pot that is going to be donated back into the Barstool Fund, and the other half is going to be put into a pot that is going to be given right back to the winner. So come on, get your bracket. They're out now. You got the next few days to come and join the crew. It's super simple. We'll uh, DM us on social media or message us directly. If you know us, we will send you the Venmo link. We don't buy we don't bite at all. Confirmed. We Come do not bite. hang out. We're going to make this fun as can be, and especially with video rolling out, it's going to be dope. Please come and join. Let's grow this pot. Let's donate to a, ba- a good cause, give back to a good cause, and have a blast doing it. And whoever wins is going to have eternal bragging rights until the second annual Talking yes, Line sir. March Madness Challenge. So now, without further ado, um, the first four matchups uh, coming up here on Thursday, we got at 6 p.m. All of the games are tipping off, and the first matchup is Drake. Well, actually, I don't think they will all tip off yeah, the at time, 6. I, no, There's yeah. 
yeah, still TBD. They're still waiting that's for right. the placements and times and that's whatnot. Right. I I imagine that just means that so the games will start at six. I would imagine yeah. somewhere around there. Not sure who is who. So who's going to be playing when? But. So first matchup here, you have Wichita State opening up as a minus two favorite against Drake. How you feel about that? Initial reaction is Drake. Wichita State has not been playing that well lately. Not well at all. Shaky, shaky, shaky. Getting bounced 60-59 to Cincinnati. And Drake's and Cincinnati not, Drake's turns not around. on their peak either. Cincinnati turnaround, 25-point loss yeah. to Houston. I mean, I Drake's it was not close on their, to 40, actually. I think it was, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Drake's not, like, like I said, Drake's not playing at their peak like they were earlier on in the season. But uh, We'll do some digging on it, we'll but do some first digging. thought, Drake plus two. Yeah, I, I like that gut. as well. Uh, next matchup, you got Mount St. Mary's, who closed out the season just absolutely scorching. We bet them against them three times in a row. At least I did on the pod. We bet against them twice and got torched. Yep. We bet against I think them I against Wagner and Bryant. I did one game before that against Niagara. Got torched in every single matchup. They're playing Texas Southern, which they've been an they've absolutely been solid solid team as I've been well on them a, i've on the winning side for them text as as of i texas southern opening up as a minus two favorite another one where my gut goes texas southern. texas southern and this is another one where my gut goes okay i'm finally gonna play into it there, mount yeah, st mary's mount fair. st mary's comes out and gets the job done the third matchup yeah, I'm I'm really interested. I actually in this. don't know enough about Little, this one. So Norfolk State came. Uh, it's Norfolk State versus Appalachian State. App State opened up as minus three yeah. favorite. Norfolk State just came off of a uh, pretty solid victory for the championship in their conference uh, against Morgan State, and they look solid the whole doggone conference tournament. And App State, App State's been under the radar all year. Yeah, I am I've, so I've checked surprised. them out a little bit, but I haven't really seen much in Northfield. I mean, for them to come out of the MAC over Coastal, over USA, University of Southern Alabama, mm-hmm. over over a bunch of powerhouse schools, over Georgia State. I mean, there are some solid teams in the MAC. For them to come out, the selection committee had to see something in App State. So... I don't and and Norfolk State as well for them to go out of their way and pick them up for one of the first four that that's another one I might rock with App State at minus three there I like that position yeah I'm gonna have to dive into that one yeah I don't most know definitely to, most definitely right and then uh, you got the fourth and final matchup probably my favorite one on the sl- the slate uh, oh absolutely I, I would say absolutely you have UCLA versus Michigan State Michigan State opening up as minus one and a half favorites against the Bruins who just let the Pac-12 title slip through their fingers giving up a terrible overtime defeat to Oregon State yeah and then let Oregon State go on and run and get that bad title as plus 10,000 underdogs to win mm-hmm. the championship this year you believe that? I don't. That was I really some don't. shit. You want to know what was great too? Is I uh, decided to hit. We all jumped th- on the bandwagon there for the title jumped, game. Jumped on the bandwagon for the title game, and they were still coming in as underdogs at halftime. And I precisely went to each one of my sports book and hammered in twenty five dollar bets on every single one and cashed all of them yep. all night long. I was so confident in that. I love while we're on the subject. Wayne Tinkle's boys to come out and have a field day in this matchup or well not in their matchup necessarily but just in in the Big Ten uh, they should be s- Big Ten the big dance I am just uh, talking out of my <laughs> ass I'm so excited to watch Oregon State play again they've just been playing so mm-hmm. well and against great teams they bounced Oregon they bounced Colorado I mean come on man they're playing so well <laughs> they're yeah. so fun to watch 
I'm interested to see if it continues. I'm or a not. fan. I'm a fan. But back to the Michigan State UCLA <laughs> game. This should be really interesting. We'll see what version of the Spartans we get. Are we going to come out and play some defense? I don't know, man. And are we going to be knocking down shots? Are we going to be the version of the Spartans where we see O Izzo sitting over there with a pouty face? Yeah, I don't know. My, I'm a Big Ten guy, <laughs> but my gut, I they just they just disappoint me whenever I'm on them. But honestly, the Pac-12 has been so much more shaky than the it Big has. Ten. I honestly think yeah, you're right. Big Ten is so much better, tough, so dude. much deeper. And Michigan State, they beat three of the three best teams in the Big Ten, top five teams in the country that right. end the season. Right. Um, and then I was all over them uh, against Maryland in their Big Ten conference <laughs> game, and they got thumped. smoked. So thumped. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna have to dive into that one. Well, more. so. Yeah, we. It, it's going to be exciting <laughs> as shit. I can't even get my words together for Thursday's matchups. These are some of the the best playing games I've seen in a while. These these should be star studded, power packed, awesome. And we might as well, while we're here, just run through all of the regions and the matchups we got rocking and rolling, and some of the look aheads. Uh, Mr. Mags, I'm just going to roll through, and if you would be so kind as to uh, maybe see if there's any odds for these matchups. So I'm all over it. First, we got. Our boys, the hometown, fighting Illini, U of I, baby, getting uh, the one seed and playing Drexel at 16. Okay, well, I'm not going to be able to find odds for that one. Not going to be able to find that because uh, obviously <laughs> we're Illinois residents. So. But also, I believe it's somewhere around, I saw it on Twitter. I think it's somewhere around minus 21. Yeah, though. we're also not going to be able to find lines for this, but an 8-9 matchup I am so excited to watch is Loyola Chicago against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech coming off the ACC championship victory. I think I saw on Twitter Loyola Ooh. might be favored coming I mean, out. Hey, I think. I'd take Georgia Tech in a dog all day long. I think long, so, too. All day long. Then you uh, scroll on down, you got Tennessee. I love these 5-12 matchups, man. We were talking earlier, some of my favorite yep. matchups of the tournament. And you're gushing over Oregon State. Oh, my god! Oregon gosh. State plus so you seven got, and a half in this So one. you got Tennessee, Oregon State, 5-12 matchup plus seven and a half. I think I'm hammering the shit out of yeah, Oregon maybe. State in that matchup. Tennessee's got solid defense, though. They do. They do. This but so be, did Oregon. Yeah. So does Colorado. So does all the teams. I think I'm uh, picking in hot. the bracket challenge. I think they're I'm hot. going Tennessee. But. Probably. Probably, but I think Oregon State covers. They might shock the world. We'll see. Yeah. Oklahoma State versus Liberty is your four versus 13 matchup coming out of the Midwest. Uh, San Diego versus Syracuse is your six versus 11 matchup. Uh, that one, actually. San Diego State minus three. That, I, minus I'm three. excited for that one. That should be a very good matchup. Syracuse we'll see what Bayheim's boys can do. Yeah, Syracuse was uh, playing better down the stretch. I, I, ever since I've been doing March Madness, the Aztecs have been one of my favorite teams mm-hmm. come down the stretch. Always, always love betting yep. San Diego State in the tournament. Your 3-14 and 14 matchup out of the Midwest is going to be West Virginia versus Moorhead State. Moorhead State, I saw, was getting 10 points. Uh, you know, I'm looking and for and it half? right now. I'm struggling to find it. Struggling to find it. However, I believe I saw uh, Mark Russell. 12 and a half, actually. Mike Randall. Yeah, Mike Randall. Uh, he said 12 and a half points. Holy smokes. You know, you might have to take... Moorhead State has been a powerhouse. I know West Virginia is a ever big since 12 that team. Lost, what the ever hell? since that choke to Baylor, though, they've... Uh, but 12, 12 and a half points is a lot of I guess they lost back-to-back to, back to Oklahoma that's State, a lot so you can't points, really say that's but, cold. So. But West Virginia might be pissed off that they did that, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, your 7-10 and 10 matchup, we got Clemson versus Rutgers. Oh, that's a good That's going to be a killer matchup. I mean, we're suckers pretty close for Big to a pick 10, em. but we'll see ACC versus Big Ten. I mean, that should be pretty a Pretty close show. to a pick-em. Yeah. I, that, that, oh, boy. I mean, I'm interested in that for sure to pick-em. 
You, then you have a game I'm really interested in. I hope the Vikings give it their best shot, but you got uh, number two ranked Houston fighting against the Cleveland State 20 Vikings. 20-point stretch. Oh, I, I think I got to take Cleveland State getting 20, so. man. I, I, I I've been a Houston, big fan but... of uh, Houston in these spots, uh, non-conference, right. uh, lower, uh, you know, lower smaller schools they've been absolutely beating the brakes off of those mm-hmm. type of teams but 20 is mm-hmm. big spread man i'll have to look deeper into it but we'll uh see. your gut's saying cleveland state plus 20 yeah man cleveland state has been my dogs all year dude all year i've absolutely loved them so i think i gotta smash them again in this position yeah, i know we'll houston see. are some bad motherfuckers yeah oh man i love them Coming, uh, so that's your Midwest region. Uh, going on to the South region here, ladies and gentlemen, we got number one Baylor taking on the surprise 16 Hartford Hawks. Oh, man. No, what, even bigger spread. What a Cinderella story. You could see Hartford maybe becoming the second number 16 seed behind UMBC of all time to knock off a number one. I highly doubt it, but it could be pretty <laughs> sweet. Don't play into that too much, especially for your tournament. Don't get your brackets busted by Hartford, ladies and gentlemen. 26 points straight. Yeah, spread. I, keep I, I, spread. Actually, I actually would take Hartford at the 26 points just because of how Baylor's been playing lately. Mm-hmm. But no way is Hartford winning that no. outright. It no, just no, doesn't. No. One one team ever has won as a 16. Yeah. So I don't think it's this one. Probably, possibly, probably, plausibly, one of my favorite 8 9 matchups on the entire bracket. You got number eight, North Carolina versus number nine, Wisconsin. Oh, baby, is that going to be a matchup in a half? You got ACC powerhouse. You got Big Ten powerhouse. Oh, come on now. Yeah, I'm, I'm come juiced on for that one. I love ACC Big Ten matchups. My two favorite conferences to watch typically. Mm. Uh, UNC opening it as a two-point favorite in this one. Okay. Uh, you know, over under 139. I'm thinking maybe a little under action in that one. Okay. Uh, you know, Wisconsin's a lower scoring team typically. Not, so I yeah, I don't uh, I don't disagree with that one bit. But man, is that a tough matchup for Baylor in the second round, whoever Ooh. they get though. Ooh. And then um yeah, no, no kidding. No kidding. Uh moving right along, your five twelve matchup, another one I'm excited to see. This one. You got Villanova Wildcats against the Winthrop Eagles. Mm-hmm. Winthrop closed out the season hot. I mean, Winthrop and you said early, oh, I hadn't really watched too much on them. Yeah. I, their conference USA, I don't want to talk out of my ass i think they are are they conference usa i'm not sure uh, no on it's one, one it's one of the mid majors it's one of the mid majors i've watched all year and now i'm blanking on it but winthrop has been big south big south, big south. i knew it i knew it i knew it uh so they have been killers out of the big south and villanova without their star colin gillespie, gillespie yeah we'll see what happens in that matchup you slide on uh over to the next matchup You got number four, Purdue, going against number 13, UNT, North Texas, Mean Green, who was mean and green to finish the season, putting a walloping on uh, Western Kentucky. Yeah, I've been a big fan of Purdue all season. They're seven and a half point favorite right now. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think Purdue, uh, I I, I would probably take them at minus seven. I've been all over Purdue this year. That's just totally different basketball. Totally different conference basketball. That's not going to be a close one. Purdue's as battle-tested as they come. This one, I am... Absolutely flabbergasted. You got Texas Tech coming in at number six, playing yeah. Utah State at number That's 11. That's a dangerous number six, Utah man. State was, That's a dangerous fir- number was projected 11. first one out, man. That's yeah. a dangerous number 11. They're bubble team, and then they're yeah. coming in Texas Tech. That's a dangerous number six, man. Uh, I mean, that's a dangerous number six. And then you look, they might play Purdue 
I see. They I, got, mean, I mean, they, if they <laughs> win, if yeah, we'll talk about the next one in a second. Goodness but gracious! All potential Friday. Arkansas, Texas Tech in the second I, round. I mean, so yeah. Next, so then segue into the next matchup. You got number three Arkansas going against number fourteen Colgate. That should be a great matchup. Colgate coming out of nowhere, playing absolutely excellently against yeah, Loyola Patriots, Maryland. Patriot, Patriot Conference League. has been an interesting Patriot spot. League's been something, man. Something, I tell you. Next matchup, uh, Florida number seven against mm-hmm. for number 10, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech kind of limping into the tournament. Limping into the tournament, and I think Trey Mann and them boys are going to be fired yeah, up. Florida's not playing too. their best ball this season either. No. Minus one favorite. Really? My gut says Florida on that one. I would agree. Because, uh, like I said, Virginia Tech is kind of limping into the tournament here. Um, potential the winner of that matchup most likely getting Ohio State. Ohio, Ohio State, State playing or two, Roberts. Or, or Roberts. Or Roberts. A uh, Cinderella story as well. Winning their conference as severe underdogs. They knocked off North Dakota State in the championship mm-hmm. game. So, hey, watch out. That might be a close game. But uh, 16 and a half point, point spread right now. Yeah. I might take them in the dog spot on the points, but I don't think they're going to beat Ohio State by any stretch of the word or form. Moving on to the West region where you got the Zags winning overall and getting the number one seed, and they're going to play Norfolk State or App State, whoever wins that matchup on Thursday. The number eight and nine teams also going to be This one might be my favorite eight nine matchup, if I'm being honest. You got Oklahoma Sooners versus the Missouri Tigers. That's going to be great. What's the spread at that right now, Mags? You got a beat on that? Uh, I'm struggling to find. Oh, no, actually, Oklahoma, two-point favorite coming out. My gut says Oklahoma in that one. I've just been a big, big fan of the Big 12 this year. Yeah. Um, Like I said, that one is probably my favorite 8-9 matchup. Missouri struggled in the SEC this year. They're all over the place. They struggled. They're all over the place. So, yeah, I would definitely lean Oklahoma. But either way, uh, winner of that getting Gonzaga, that's a tough matchup in the 8-9 spot for Gonzaga. Then you go to another 5-12 match. I'm just so interested in one of my favorite teams of all time to bet in the March Madness tournament, the Creighton Blue Jays going up against UC Santa Got the Barbara. doors beat off oh, by Georgetown man, and the Big they, East title. Wow, wow, wow. So we'll see what UC Santa yeah. Barbara does. UC Santa Barbara's had a hell of a season out there on the West Coast, so they could really come in and do some damage as a Creighton only seat. a six and a half point favorite in that one. I would definitely take... I would. Definitely take the six and a half points with UC Santa Barbara. Yeah. No question. No question. That's another one. Especially Santa Barbara. That's another one that I didn't see much Especially of how year. Creighton ended their season. Yeah, absolutely. Then you got, uh, I, wow, this w- is, one I am just flabbergasted about. You have number four Virginia playing number 13 Ohio, not Ohio right. State, Ohio out of the MAC, the Bobcats, the team that were underdogs in every damn matchup in the MAC conference, and they smoked every single team they played by double digits they were an underdog and they absolutely crushed it in the mac conference i yeah. bet them every single time this huge money easily my favorite 13 four matchup oh, ohio yeah. is an eight and a half point dog oh i'm taking the eight and a half all the time Man. and i'm probably going to sprinkle some on that money line as well because the way virginia's been playing i don't think so buster well the biggest thing is that they don't really they haven't blown too many teams out uh and like you said ohio is just beating the brakes off of people so right. and then uh you move on to the six versus 11 matchup number six usc getting the winner of wichita state versus drake i hate to say it whoever's facing usc in that matchup is going to get the 
doors blown off. I think of so them. too. Either way, I think so too. USC, especially with Evan Mobley and the Mobley twins, and uh, for USC, they are playing way too damn yeah, good, and so. they're pissed off about how they lost in the Pac-12 tournament. Right. So they they got bounced pretty roughly. Move along to uh, thirteen verse fourteen or three verse fourteen. You got three Kansas Jayhawks and fourteen Ewu Eagles. Eastern Washington, mm-hmm. Eastern Washington playing hot over there in Kansas. my favorite Big Sky Conference. But uh, oh, that sorry. Are they in the Big Sky? Yeah, uh, that sounds right. Yeah, I'm that pretty sure right. that's right. Uh, Kansas 11 point favorite. Ooh. My gut says Ooh. all over Kansas. I think they might. I don't know, blast them. I, Eastern, I'll have to look. Eastern Washington into it. has been bouncing teams like uh, like bad checks up and down that court, my friend. <laughs> Just bouncing we'll them. We'll see. We'll see. You go to the seven versus ten matchup, and you got the Oregon Ducks versus the VCU Rams. VCU coming off of a terrible loss to the Bonnies for the American Conference ship. That was. One of the worst showings I've seen out of the VCU defense in a long time, and everybody was talking about, as yeah, was I was talking about, VCU turns the ball over too damn much. Me and Mags were walking up the stairs of my apartment, and I said, he said, hey, I saw you switched over to the Bonnies. And then I said, <laughs> hey, you're damn right, because the Bonnies got the size, and VCU turns the ball over too fucking much. And that is exactly what proceeded yeah. to happen, and they awful. laid a double-digit victory. So definitely uh, interested to see what old VCU comes out and Six. does against Oregon, who Oregon got bounced by Oregon State in the yeah. Pac-12 championship, is, or not championship, but conference as well. Right. So that's going to, I mean, that's yeah, going to be crazy. I don't crazy. know, man. Six-point favorite for that's Oregon. Go- oh, that's going to be crazy. I would take I would take the six points of VCU just because of their defense. Just we'll because see. of their defense. Uh, yeah, ah, we'll see. We'll see. That one's going to take some investigation. Then you have, wrapping it up, the two-seed Iowa Hawkeyes led by Luca Garza facing off against the number 15 Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon sneaky. Sneaky team, sneaky man. 14 team. and a half point dog. This is why I'm, I'm going to have to check it out a little more, but... We'll see. We'll Grand see what Canyon's happens no there. Joke, but man. They are no joke That's whatsoever. It's a tough 15 they, they lit it up at the end of their season, yeah. so they're, they're definitely worthwhile watching. Uh, that is it for your West Conference, and for the final side of the bracket, the East Division, everybody's almost always favorite to watch this year. The Michigan Wolverines get the number one seed. Tony Sparks, if you are listening to this, congratulations, my friend. I'm sure you are so excited about that. They are going to get the winner of Mount St. Mary's versus Texas Southern. Holy smokes, that should be a uh, thwomping, thwarting, destroying Mm -hmm. whatever matchup teams gets to see Michigan, especially after that choke job against Ohio State on Saturday. Michigan is going to be so geared up. I'll take so I'll take them at minus five hundred if you give it to me. Yeah. Crying out loud! Interesting matchup for them, regardless of who wins in that eight nine for spot. Sure. For sure, who we got in that one? Yeah, that eight and nine matchup, my friend. Goodness gracious, LSU versus Saint Bonaventure. Saint Bonaventure, like I just said, coming off a huge win for the mm-hmm. American Conference title, and LSU coming LSU off a huge up. loss for the SEC title. Took them down to the wire. So though. took them down to the wire. I mean, LSU should win that game very handily. Cameron Thomas is a 
freak tight man. spread one yeah. and a half point favor for Ooh. lsu oh yeah i'm taking lsu if they're you're giving me a bucket go ahead go ahead yeah, all day I think so too and i am so excited this now i i gotta i gotta say this one's my favorite this is my favorite 512 matchup on the entire <laughs> damn board ladies and gentlemen the colorado buffaloes coming in at number five and the georgetown hoyas led by the coach that no one seems to know his name because they just accost him wherever he goes in madison square garden patrick ewing's hoyas are coming in as 12 a uh, seed in the March Madness tournament, and boy, oh boy, am I excited! I They're a sneaky excited, twelve team. Man. They are sneaky. They're a sneaky twelve Getting team. Getting a little bit more love than Ooh. they did in the Big East tournament. They are a five-point dog here against Colorado. Yeah, They're an eight, either eight Ooh. or nine-point dog in the title game of the in Big the East. In the title game, and they won that game they gave by twenty-thirty, <laughs> maybe. I don't even know. We stopped watching. Yeah, so um, that and especially especially Colorado coming off of a very very rough defeat against Oregon State in the Pac-12 title game. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I, I love Georgetown in that position. I'm not giving you any vice one way There's or the so other. There's so much better than their record says. I, I, mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but they're yeah. like ten and four in their last fourteen. The beginning up. of the season was terrible for yeah, them. Yeah, they're rough. And it's it's Georgetown's mo. Come tournament time, they heat up. They're ready to rock and roll. Come tournament time. You slide on over to the four versus 13 matchup. Should be an absolute ass whooping. You got number four, Florida State versus 13, UNC Greensboro. UNC Greensboro has been uh, a little sneaky coming out of, uh, can't think of what conference, but they play there with uh, Mercer and the Citadel and Wofford and all of those good teams. I can't can't think of what damn conference that is. I can think of every... fucking team in the conference but can't think of the conference uh so yeah that should be uh, somewhat of a good matchup i hope florida state doesn't uh come out with their heads between their legs and they're like they've been doing a handful of times so we'll see uh six versus 11 matchup coming out of the east region is number six byu getting the winner for the 11th seed of michigan state ucla i'm interested for that one man i'm interested too because byu they're good not great if they get any good competition out of the Pac-12 or Big Ten, that'll be a hell of a matchup to watch. I th- I really think that uh, that's yeah, something man. to keep their, an eye on. Their biggest games in the season, they lost all three times against Zaga, beat yeah. San Diego State by 10, lost by 26 to USC, uh, lost by four to Boise State. So as far as the you know the actual big-time matchups, they haven't really proven that they deserve to be a sixth seed. Right. Uh, so if you're giving, giving, me some, uh, giving me some action against uh, whether it's Big Ten team or a Pac-12 team, mm-hmm. I, despite some disappointment from both of those, you know, Power Five teams, I might take either one of them. Right, right. Moving uh, right along, almost wrapping it up here. Uh, number three, Texas versus number fourteen, Abilene Christian. This is a Texas matchup. Abilene Christian lit up the scoreboard the entire end of their season. Texas obviously coming off of a great Big 12 title game victory against Oklahoma State. I love that 314 matchup. Not really sure where Only a nine-point spread. Yeah, that's because Abilene Christian's been lighting up the scoreboard, my friend. Yeah, they lost to Arkansas by 13 and Texas yeah. State by they're a good team. Texas Tech by seven this year. They're a good team. I'm so, telling you. They're, hey. they're a sneaky 14 seed. They are. Th- then you got uh, number seven, UConn going against the uh, the 10 seed Maryland Terrapins. That should be really, really interesting as far as the Huskies losing their last matchup, the Terrapins losing their last mm-hmm. matchup. UConn's coming in as a favorite, two, two and a half points. 
that's probably a position where I like Book Night and the boys to yeah, light I'm not it up. Sure, I've liked I've liked UConn but all Maryland, season, but Maryland. Is I'm just, just a Big Ten guy, man. Yeah, I'm Maryland just a Big is Ten just, guy. I don't oh, know. They're so good. I don't know. They're so good, man. And your final matchup, everybody giving these boys shit already because Rick Pitino is in the conference no the march madness tournament rick patino is back ladies and gentlemen with his seventh different team i do believe or sixth if i saw that correctly number two alabama playing number 15 rick patino led iona gales iona man oh man i wish they would have had a full season they got ravaged by covid so early and then they came out and everybody's like oh covid got them i don't know if we can bet them and they came out and they picked up right where they left off I am extremely excited to see them play Alabama. Alabama obviously coming off of the SEC title victory. Awesome for them. They played great. They almost gave it up. They almost lost it on a couple of tip-ins. Me and Mags were sweating, to say the least. But that should be a great matchup, Alabama-Iona. So that does it for your East as well. And that does it for the entire March Madness Tournament bracket. We will uh, definitely break it down a little bit more uh, once we get some pretty good feel on some lines mm-hmm. come Wednesday's episode. But we wanted to dive into it because, man, oh, man, have we been waiting. Yeah, for we'll be all over the, all over the those first four on Wednesday. Oh, absolutely. And Friday. I'm excited for Friday's pod. Absolutely. I'm excited for it's, that one. It's going to be big time. Now, kids, you might as well uh, get your excuses ready now. Uh, start thinking I'm about them. I'm already thinking of mine. You're thinking uh, pneumonia. You're thinking herpogonocephalitis. <laughs> Whatever you got, ladies and gentlemen. You, it better you be, be you rough better, and it better be legit. And it better be legit. And hey, you better figure out how to get a doctor's note. And or that's hey. one thing TTL can't help your ass with. Right. <laughs> or hey, I mean, the... Uh, you know the old boss button, March Madness does you know helps you out a little bit if you're stuck at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might be stuck on that a yeah, little bit you on can Friday. Catch, you can catch every game on the March Madness app or MarchMadness.com. Mm-hmm. You can always find it. Again, <laughs> tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody. Come and join this. Even if you don't like college basketball, trust me. You watch one yeah, game, we, you're gonna be a fan of college yeah. basketball. I said at the beginning of this podcast, my mother and my grandmother are now fans of college basketball. Just watching a few conference games, it is only the tip of the iceberg of what we're about to see, my friend. I'm juiced, oh. man. Oh, I'm juiced. I I am beyond juiced. So yeah, don't forget, hit us up. Come join the TTL March Madness Tournament Challenge. We'll bring you definitely some more uh, insights, analysis on that before the big dance tips off on Thursday with the first four play-in games. But please come join that. Don't Donate back to a good cause and uh, chip your... Uh, couple bucks in the hat to uh try and bring home a big pot we're sitting at uh two hundred dollars right now so 50 50 100 more than that we've I, I've, it'll probably I've be a little my phone. more i got a couple people uh it'll it'll probably we're trying hey we want to get it up to 400 if we could get a 200 200 pot just starting off that would be awesome so if mm-hmm. we can get 40 people in on this that would be awesome 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 so yeah we're on the way tell everybody nobody is uh nobody is excluded from this so and you can do uh, if you want to give a it's ten dollars per bracket so if you want to, mm-hmm. if you're saying, hey, I want five brackets, send us 50 bucks. Hey, there yeah, you go. Yours. There you go. Come on in. Come join the party. And now it is about that time to wrap it up. And I hope you all have been waiting in hopeful anticipation for Colts Motivation Minutes as I'm about to lay down the fifth P of Colts 5Ps. If you have been following along since 
two Mondays ago when I... I believe it was a Friday. It was started. a Friday. Uh, so it's been a Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and here we are now, Monday, wrapping it up with the fifth P. The first four, presence, peace, mm-hmm. patience, and perseverance. Now we're going to put it all together and add a little bit of perspective. Now, this has to be one of my favorite, favorite words on the planet. I have uh, a few things I'd like to share on perspective. First things first, as always, how about the definition for you? Perspective perspective is the art of drawing. I'm sorry, that is not correct. (laughs) A particular attitude toward or way of regarding something, a point of view. Now, if you think about that, it's kind of it's kind of muddy. It's uh, a particular attitude, a way of regarding uh, it. It's your perspective. Let's go a little bit deeper than that. Everybody's got a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a different backstory, right? And when you get so stuck in thinking from your perspective is where you're not allowed to unlock doors, make new friendships, find new opportunities. In order to unlock all of those and have those flood into your life, you have to step back and view everything with a little bit of perspective. Now, from that definition, you would think a little bit of, okay, my attitude, that doesn't make sense. Perspective in this case is I'm stepping back and I'm looking at it from RMAG's perspective. I'm listening it from your ears, whoever's currently hearing this, your perspective, and I'm hearing this from whatever, or I'm doing this from whatever party's perspective might else be affected from this. Everything is intercorrelated with perspective. And one of my favorite books, and I hope you guys go and seek this out, is called The Noticer by Andy Andrews. If that's not easy to remember, I don't know what is. But he writes about a man named Jones, who comes into people's lives and by one way or another shares with them that all really anybody needs is just a little bit of perspective. And as particular situation, he speaks of a relationship where a man is like a, a puppy dog. And, the, and from the woman's view, or, or from his view, what he wants is he wants praise and and love and or, and adoration and or, or I'm sorry I'm saying this backwards. So the man is more like a canary. He just wants to be observed. He does his work. He sings. He does his thing. He just wants to be observed. And the woman's like a puppy dog. Wants to be loved. Wants to be coddled. Wants affection. Wants everything like that. And when the arguments happen, you don't realize that that's all the problem. It's just a lack of a little perspective. Mm-hmm. When wife gets mad. You, you're not giving me any attention. You're not doing anything. You're not showing me any love. Husband, why well, mow the grass? I cut this. I take out the trash. I do this. I do that. It's a different perspective. And when you take a moment to view the other person's perspective in correlation with yours, you have those, oh shit moments. Oh shit, I'm really acting like a dumbass here, ain't I? Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Your perspective makes actually a lot more sense than what I was thinking, and I didn't realize why you were acting like you were was because of that. Do you realize how much more happy and enjoyable we could all make life if 
we just chose to view it from everybody else's perspective instead of being selfish and viewing it from our own. So if I can leave you with one thing from all of these five Ps, all encompassing is a perspective on all of them. Have a perspective of peace in everything you do. Have a perspective of presence in everything you do. Have a perspective of patience. Understanding. In everything you do. And have a a perspective of perseverance in everything you do. It was originally my four Ps and it became five Ps because I realized that perspective is so important into all of those. If you don't have perspective with all of those, you can't attain any of those. Because all you're seeing is yourself. And at the end of the day, we're all humming beings out here. So the faster that you learn to let other people be themselves and see their perspective because of their backstory or what they know or the information that they have, the quicker you'll find peace, the quicker you'll find patience, perseverance, perspective, and the ultimate success in life. What do you think about those? Hey, man. It's nicely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's perspective is one of the most important things you can have. I mean, when you're reading the de- de- uh, definition, I mean, you can have a different perspective on the definition of perspective. Yeah, that's right. That's how deep it goes. Exactly. That's how <laughs> that's how deep perspective is, and that's why it's just so it's so important, man. It's so important to live in life and live in live in what you do. So one more time, ladies and gentlemen, Colts five Ps, wrapping it up. Presence, peace, patience, perseverance, and perspective. I hope you guys enjoyed those segments. That wraps up the five Ps, and we are going to be moving right along into a new topic, maybe a new segment, maybe a new something or other within Colt's Motivation Minutes now that I have shared a little bit of what's inside of my mind and how I live my life and uh, kind of survived this thing we call life. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. I know. Don't start crying. We have to wrap it up. We have to let you go. You got to get back to work. You got to go put in these bets if you haven't already. There's things that you got to get accomplished. But before we go, partner, Mr. Magnuson, is there anything that's been burning on your heart, swirling in your brain, itching at your soul that you've been dying to drop down on these wonderful listeners of the Talking the Line podcast? No. I'm March Madness. That is 100% of what mode I'm in. Mm-hmm. So I... Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do for the next three days. Okay. I really don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just juiced for, you know, a little bit of Thursday's always a nice little appetizer. Yeah. Nice little appetizer before, the, you know, the, the massive meal on Friday and So, Saturday. ladies and gentlemen, if that's any more of a need that you should go and check out Mr. Magnuson's Twitter page, as he will probably be doing nothing but blasting out March Madness content mm-hmm. for the next three days. As per usual, I will probably be also as well as the Talking the Line page. So, tune in, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to get wild it I, now we go now we go i can't wait it's showtime i can't wait either ladies and gentlemen degenerates gamblers far and wide thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts are we little itty bitty hearts just for tuning in supporting us following us subscribing checking us out on social media sharing all of our content thank you guys so so much we uh have some big announcements big things coming right around the corner and uh 
we're just going to keep growing this and making this bigger and better for you. We ain't, we ain't fucking leaving. We ain't going nowhere. We're not fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys again so much. And as per usual, my friends, have a spectacular day. Unless you have other plans, let's cash some tickets.